0: Live, it is Wednesday night, and I'm watching the Mets bottom of the ninth, 4-4 four, four right now, but we're going to be chopping it up, talking the main showdown. We finally get a good game, or what should be a good game on Thursday night. Um, you got the Miami Dolphins, Cincinnati Bengals. Miami, I would say the shocker so far this season. Um Two big wins against Baltimore, and then... Beaten down on the Bills, Tua. I don't know how he came back in that game, Dave. Like, what was more? What was more shocking to you that he outdueled Josh Allen, consoled him at the end of the game, or that the refs, stalkers, wherever you want to call it, allowed that dude to come back in the game because that was like his clearest concussion protocols I ever seen anybody. And then like he just
1: rolls back into the game. And it's like, nah, it was my back. Like, how did that even happen? Yeah, I'm more surprised it how he came back in. Like you don't get a hurt back and stumble headfirst in the ground after that. So yeah. I
0: heard about you might go down on a knee like ah oh, my back, but not like <laughs> stumble,
1: stumble again and fall to the floor. Like oh, yeah, I of... stumbled like that, and it, it wasn't from um getting hit in the back, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, unless he had too many drinks before the game or something like that. I don't know what it was, but I hope he's all right. Line is fishy, man. Let's talk about this line because the line has a lot to do uh, with showdowns. And looking at the line, when I first saw it, I said, if two is healthy, the way the Miami defense has been playing, the way the Miami offense has been playing, they look like the better team and they're getting four points here. Um, Thoughts here. Is it it a sucker's bet? Is this something that we should
1: stay away from? Um, Your thoughts. Yeah, I, I, it looks a little bit of a sucker's bet. And when you smell something, you're usually right to probably go the way that doesn't feel good, right? And it does look like a Cincinnati line to me. Uh, the minus four is definitely kind of an adjustment to they're not sure what two is going to be. But even in that sense, let's understand that since he was 14-7 against the spread last year, they've come into this season, they're 1-2 and two off to a slow start against the spread. Miami's 3-0 one of a few teams that are undefeated against the spread. So um, you got to give Miami credit. You got to think they're in a good spot. And, you know, in a normal sense, only two undefeated teams in the NFL. Um, You would think Miami would be a good play at the plus four. But I actually do like Cincinnati in this spot. And it's for a few reasons, Jay, and I know we'll get into those. But I think we see some really good matchups from the Cincinnati offense versus the Miami pass defense. 29th DVOA, 31st in yards per attempt. You know where Cincinnati's firepower is. I, I think it's a really good matchup for Cincy.
0: I'll take that bet. I'll take the plus four. I'll take the okay. plus 180. So if we want to have a friendly wager, I don't know what we're betting on. Um, whatever it is, I'll, I'll take the Dolphins here as long as two is healthy. I mean, yeah, As long as two is healthy and he plays it. He, he doesn't have to play the whole game, but if he starts the game, the bet is live. I will go with the Dolphins here. I'm looking at the Sharp app. We have our prediction, AI prediction model. They had the line set to the Miami Dolphins plus one, so when you see that in the app, and we're getting plus four at the sports book at FanDuel, you take the plus four. You know, if you want to be greedy, take the money line at plus one eighty. Um, if DraftKings is doing any of those like up seven, you win the game. Yes. That's probably a good game to, to take a shot here at the plus one eighty with the Dolphins, I think. Or if you like the Cincy side, you know, you might as well go there. But a minus one ninety five, I could see Cincinnati obviously losing this game. I like the Dolphins side of things, but. Um player props before we get into this DFS line of creation, DraftKings, fan duel, player props. I, I do think everybody's gonna flock towards the pass catchers, you know, the Waddles, the Tyreek Hills, um uh, T. Higgins, Chase, and especially Tyreek Hill, because I don't know if anybody who's watching right now or has seen it, but Tyreek Hill is already calling out Eli Apple. Like yes. as soon as the game ended on Sunday, he's already calling him out. So like he, he's telling you he, he's going to try his best to put his money where his mouth is and, and attack this dude. Obviously, he's, he's a big part of the game plan.
1: Thoughts on his
0: props right now on Tyreek?
1: Yeah, I think Tyreek's in play. I do think it could even get a little bit forced here. I probably like the yards more than I like the receptions. I think there could be some pass interferences here. But to hit the yards prop, you, you got to go you know one big hitter, right? Uh, reception prop you know sitting here today you know yards prop looks pretty good when we're sitting at 70 but reception prop four and a half it's a little much if Eli's gonna play close in that kitchen and I I I think I like the yards a little more with Tyreek
0: yeah right now uh, a couple books FanDuel DraftKings BetMGM actually no not FanDuel DraftKings BetMGM and Caesars has it at 70.5 FanDuel at 72.5 points bet at 75.5 so some value if you like the seventy point five to go with Tyreek. We actually have our prop model up at WinDaily as well, and we got Tyreek projected at seventy nine point six two. The last I looked, Prize Picks has it at seventy five and a half. So you're playing over at Prize Picks. Um, you could go to the over there. We got Chase over. Uh, we haven't projected for seventy eight yards. We have Jalen Waddle over at seventy four point um, four. Both quarterbacks over as well. Uh, so, we like this game, obviously, from a from a passing perspective here. Um, thoughts on the running game? Anybody you're attacking? Any other player props you're attacking in this game?
1: I am. I'm actually looking at T. Higgins over. Um, you know, I, I I get the Chase love, and he's fantastic. But Xavier Howard's one of the top cornerbacks in the league. As much yes, as we've is. attacked uh, Stefan Diggs last week, and he got some decent, you know, play against Xavier Howard, he – It takes a lot to get that many yards on him. I I like T. Higgins off the ball a lot more. And my favorite is Joe Mixon over the 21-and-a-half receiving yards. Look, if you watch the bills Dolphins game last week, um, they just had a ton of yards to the running backs. And, Jay, you drafted their their favorite back out of the backfield in our draft. It didn't work out. No, for this upcoming week. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah, you went after – Singletary. Uh, Singletary yeah. had like eight catches last week. You're using them this week, so you saw the value in what that game is. Miami's been attacked a little bit in that running back out of the backfield game. Mixon has been a little slow this year uh, to catch those receiving yards. I think he explodes tomorrow night, especially in their catching game. So my favorite is Mixon over 21 and a half receiving yards.
0: All right. We'll have some more plays over at Wind Daily Sports in our Discord expert chat. You know, I'll have some articles up. Tony's going to do his show as well, so make sure you check that out. Now, looking at it from a DFS perspective, um, we think this game is going to be close. We think it's going to be somewhat of a shootout. Um, we think it's going to be, you know, more on the high-scoring side of things as long as Tua is healthy. Over/under 47 here. This should not be similar to what we saw, you know, on Monday night with kickers going off and these offenses struggling to score, struggling to protect the ball. I think these offenses are the better side of the ball here, so. Yes, kickers are in play, and yes, you can you know, maybe take Miami's defense. Um, I really, really wouldn't go to Cincinnati's defense unless you see two out in this game. So I'm really looking at the offensive players here more than anything else in this type of slate with this type of over under a 47. So that's where I'm leading. Um, our projection model, our optimizer, has Burrow ahead of the pack right now at $9,600 on DraftKings. We have him projected at around 20 points. Tyreek Hill is next, Jamar Chase, Tua, Joe Mixon, Waddle, Higgins. Those are the key guys. I know Tyler Boyd had a monster game. Tony actually called that out. He called him scoring a touchdown. Of course, he broke the big one. So the top six guys, like I said, Burrow, Tyreek, Jamar Chase, Tua, Mixon, Waddle, and and Higgins, top seven. That's where you're going to see a lot of the ownership flock to. Those are the guys scoring the most points. Currently, Joe Burrow is the top owned player on the slate with Mixon coming in second um, a third. Teagans four, Tyreek Hill, five, um, Jamar Chase, six, Waddle, seven, um, Evan McPherson, the kicker for the Bengals. He's actually popping uh, great kicker, 3600. He's probably one of the better salary savers on the board. So people will will flock to him. Um, so he's a safe play, even if he gets like one or two field goals and all the extra points he could work out at 3600 cuz i don't see too much else popping on the value marker here um dave talk about your captains who do you like for this this matchup
1: yeah i'm focused on the cincinnati side and a lot of it is because of the dolphins bad pass defense so i like higgins i would i'd would circle him as my favorite captain tomorrow listen he's had 17 targets the last two games Chase 19, you can get a significant discount. I mean, we're talking about almost a four dollars or $5,000 discount for a guy that I think will see similar volume. So I like Higgins at the captain role. I also would consider mixing. I think those two are right there. Look, Boyd's nice, but Boyd only seven targets. He got the one breaker, but, you know, a guy that's probably not getting as much action. I want guys that are going to get the ball. And I think Higgins, Mixon, Chase, now those two Higgins, is, or three Higgins is the cheapest. That's where I'm targeting.
0: Yeah, I'm going to think about where I'm going here, but I want to switch the conversation a little bit on the value side before I give out my favorite captains here. You got some backup tight ends for Cincinnati popping in our optimizer. Um, Devin Asiasi at 200. What do you think about a flyer on him? You got Mitchell Wilcox, 600. You got guys like Trent Sherfield for the Dolphins, who's a wide receiver, Miles Gaskin. Potentially at 200. Trent Taylor, any of these cheap guys that you're looking at that you're hoping you know find a way to fall in the end zone. I know these tight ends somehow, someway on Thursday nights they find their way into the end zone. But anybody down low that you're looking at that you think could pop? Uh, yeah, tomorrow?
1: you know, I I, I kind of like the Asi Asi call. Um, he didn't play in the first two weeks. Uh, got on, he had a quadriceps injury. Got on the field late and in week three and got some snaps. Didn't get any real looks, but. I could see a guy like that um, getting a little bit more as they ease him in and being really, really sneaky. Uh, The only other one I guess I could say is Wilcox. Wilcox, but, I mean, he's had one target. So I think Asi Asi is going to take his snaps. So I kind of like that the most, but um, it's a real risk. I think I'm with you. I'm kind of snapping a chalk line, kind of in the maybe River Craycraft, Evan McPherson range. It's tough to get real cheap this week.
0: Yeah, there's not too much out there to go cheap. Um, backup running backs could make sense, you know, especially, I I feel like Mixon is a little bit banged up here going into this game. Uh, P Ryan should be, he's going to be involved regardless, Mm -hmm. but if this injury to Mixon becomes anything more that we're unaware of at this point, decent value, he's expensive though. He's not like a guy, a price tag that I like to pay for a backup running back that I'm not expecting much out of at 7,400. A little bit expensive. Obviously, I'd rather go with Boyd. But thoughts on the Miami side. Any love for a Chase Edmonds or a Mozart here in the situation?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, Mozart gets a little bit of the, you know, the carries especially down there at the goal line. Even though it was surprising. Edmonds, you know, snuck in too from close to the goal line last week. So it's um it's always interesting about, you know, what Miami is going to do. They are creative. You know, we're, we're falling in love with their head coach, Um you know, he's just he, – he's a personality. But I do – if we go back to a regular game script, I think you get a little value more out of Mostert here. We had a question a few weeks ago where do you like Mostert. Didn't like him in Buffalo. Like him a little more here with Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got a really nice pass defense. I think Miami's going to have to grind this one out. I, I like Mostert. Yeah, there,
0: there's a situation here that he could find the end zone. I think it's a decent value play. Looking at the captain spot, um, you're going to need some discount to build a lineup that works unless you take a shot on one of the guys that we mentioned at the tight end spot or, you know, one of these 200 or 600 guys and, and they get into the end zone one way or another. But looking at the captain spot, you know, I like your call uh, on Higgins. You know, you're saving the, the value and you're pretty much getting similar production to Jamar Chase. And Burrow, he's also a guy, if they're playing from behind at all, You know, he's in a situation that he should do good, too. And there's a a slight discount on the Cincinnati guys over, you know, the Tyreek Hills and the Jalen Waddles here. Um, Hill definitely in play. Um, Cincinnati, not that great defensively. You know, Hill had two monster games to start the season, had a a down game against Buffalo. A lot better defense than Cincinnati is. So I think Joe Burrow um, is probably going to be my favorite play, though, as far as his price tag his security, and he's going to have to have a big game here from a captain perspective, but I also like his pass catchers and Higgins um, as well. That discount could bear some weight here. Now, Dave, um, you're building lineups. You, you're on the Cincinnati side. How are you building your showdown lineup to kind of, you know, work in that direction here? Because you got to sell the story. So what story are you selling that you think your core lineup should should dictate? Is it Cincinnati going up big, and it's going to be a lot of through the air, you know, or is it a Joe Mixon game, captain, they carry the lead, maybe. Cincinnati defense, try to get sneaky here? What's the story you're trying to sell with with your lineup here?
1: Yeah, I'm going to script the Cincinnati passing game having the most success tomorrow. And with that, if I build T. Higgins up top, I can still fit in a Burrow and a Mixon, because I think Mixon is going to be real important in the passing game, and a Hurst. After that, I got a, a decent amount of salary left where I can pop a good Dolphin and maybe hold some Cincinnati defense here. So I, I can fit in Waddle and the Bengals D to really script a decent game where Waddle's probably that guy catching some balls late, getting the value late, Cincinnati D picking up some points early. Um, that's kind of where I'm looking. Um, I can see a situation where we do try and balance it and hit Barrow, leave mixing out, and then – build receivers behind Barrow so that's my second strategy after the T Higgins one
0: yeah I like that strategy if you're going to go with Higgins I think you should probably fade Chase Um, it's going to be tough building with both those guys you can play Higgins with Boyd you can play Higgins with Hurst like you said but a fade of Jamar Chase especially if you're going Higgins in your captain spot now if you're going Burrow in your captain spot or one of the quarterbacks obviously you know both wide receivers would be in play. Um, so if you wanted to to go with a, a Joe Burrow stack, I'd probably come off a of Joe Mixon. I don't mind playing a Jamar Chase, T. Higgins combination, just hoping that all the touchdowns go through the air. Um, probably a fade of McPherson. You know, you want Burrow to be, you know, lighting it up. Uh, Tyreek Hill, definitely in play if you can find a way to get him in. Um, any love for Gasicki. We haven't really mentioned him. He's been super quiet outside of the one touchdown in that big game against Baltimore when they pull that upset. Um, he's been super quiet. You see him kind of sneaking in because nobody's going to want to play this guy. He's coming in as one of the lower owned you know, guys who are going to be actually on the field. Um, nobody's playing him as of right now. Gusecki is less than 10% owned. Um, and there's guys like People are taking shots on, on tight ends behind him over tight ends in front of him. So thoughts on Giseki at all?
1: Yeah, I love it. And we even have a comment, you know, in the forum here. Yvonne asking thoughts on Gisecki, see Oh, see, so some, see somebody, captain, somebody,
0: somebody's thinking the same one. way. I didn't even see this. I don't so, know about captain. I can't really roll him at captain. I just don't see the upside there. Well, at, let me throw
1: you this. Okay. Conklin, eight for 84 against the Bengals last week, you know, a tight end situation. Fryer in week one, seven for 75. Um, you know, they had a little off week in week two. Schultz didn't have much, two for 18, but he also got dinged up in that game. And then, you know, it was one of those weird Cooper rush games. So I um, I think it's a sneaky captain play. I really do. If I'm on, you know, here's the problem I have with, you know, the Dolphins receivers. And I do think they'll get some volume. Um, Cincinnati is seventh in DVOA against the pass. Um, they're also seventh in yards per attempt against quarterbacks and third in completion percentage. So they've played a really nice defensive game. Now, I know we talked about this, Jay. Trubisky, Flacco, and Rush got it. But that pass defense has been decent to an extent that I think Gaseki might be the beneficiary of a good outside coverage. So I, I could see some sneaky play at him and Cap. Yeah, listen, I- At the discount, like I'm just messing around with the lineup, you can go
0: Gasecki at captain and get Tyreek, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and Mixon, and you have to take a shot on a guy like Mozart or Kicker or, you know, one of the defense. Now, if you come off of Tyreek and and go to Waddle, um, you can even go and get your guy Hayden Hurst there. Um, Yeah, so this is a lineup that you'll probably like. Um, Gasecki at captain. Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, Hayden Hurst, and Waddle. You pretty much have no complete duds. Like, you're not hoping for somebody off the bench to come in and their five snaps and score a miraculous touchdown. You know, these guys are all starters at their position. So, pretty nice little build here. So, I guess, yeah, you can sell me on a Kaseki um, situation here. Now, just for our. We listeners, have another question. Okay. What's
1: the other question? Put it up there, man. Yeah, which DST do I like better? So I I do like Cincinnati, and part of my reasoning behind this, and Jay might not – I'll be bet against me. you
0: on this one again yeah, because it, it, you,
1: can't, you can't protect this guy, Burrow, and – I don't disagree. It's just okay. coming off 95-degree heat, beating a Buffalo team that took all your energy, and that defense was on the field for 42 minutes against Buffalo, coming on a short week – um, I think they're going to be a little drained, where in the same sense, I mean, Cincinnati, they're, they're pretty solid. I think they can create some um, sacks. You know, Tua does hold on to the ball if you can get them in the backfield, uh, get pressure on them in the backfield. I, I just kind of like Cincy a little more, but I, I get where you're going with Miami. I'll give it to you.
0: Yeah, look, unless two is out, I like the Miami side more. They're more of ball hawks. Um, Burroughs got no time in the backfield. Um, he's got people breathing around his neck. They can't protect him. So I think they bring the pressure and they have corners. Like you mentioned, Howard, who can, who are playmakers. These guys make plays. They're around the ball. Um, so I would lean the Miami side The Miami side slightly more expensive. And at the same time, uh, a little bit more owned. It looks like as of right now on Wednesday night, Bengals D is 16% owned Dolphins D 20% owned. So I think where you, you can, potentially get different and get some savings I I kind of could get sold in Gasecki because nobody's gonna do it so yep. if he goes out there and gets you like five catches for 50 yards and a touchdown um you're good and the rest of your line just has all the studs in it it's a way to get different uh you know after after last on uh, Monday night where the kickers really went off so I, I see like a lot of people just flocking to mcpherson um, and Jason Sanders here and hoping for the, the same outcome here. I just think it's going to be too high, high scoring of a night Great. that you definitely won't need both kickers. Um, I'm probably fading both kickers. I'm a big kicker for showdown type of guy because it works out a lot of the times. But in this slate, uh, I'm staying away from that. I think a balanced lineup is probably what gets there, especially if you can figure out a way not to be too chalky with it. And Gusecki is a guy that nobody wants to play especially in their captain spot. So if he's active early, um, he could be in play. And the other thing I'll say is if Tua doesn't start, um, yeah, then I might lean Cincinnati defense, and, and things do change a bit uh, based on that. Uh, Dave, anything else that you've seen in this game? We're, we're, we're already got to bet against each other. I'm taking the Dolphins here. You got the Bengals. The Mets are in the bottom of the 10th. Guy on second, no out. So the Mets are going to win. While we're doing this show, which is going to be big. But <laughs> any any thoughts here on this Thursday night slate, bets, props, um, other ways to get different in your lineup, or if you got a hot take for Sunday, let me know.
1: No, I mean one of my favorites. I I do think we continue this past game exploitation against the Dolphins, thirty-first and pass yards against. And we mentioned I didn't really that bad. Yeah, 30. Now, Allen still threw for 400 last week, right? Um, Lamar Jackson had a huge game against them. And Matt Jones, he wasn't great, but um, they're 31st. So, I I like Burrow over the one-and-a-half pass TDs tomorrow night. I think on this short week, and a team that needs to click, and and they know they need to get the ball out fast. I like him over the one-and-a-half TDs. You know, looking forward to Sunday, there were a couple things I'm looking at. And, yeah, you might be on my side, you might not, but – the Cardinals. I'll tell you if I'm not who the Cardinals getting two in Caroline, I really like. I know oh, the from a betting is... perspective. Yeah, from yeah. a betting
0: perspective, I don't mind that at all. I'm not ready to play uh, any Cardinals stacks. You know, I'm I'm staying off there. Let me see what our AI prediction model for Sharp has uh, yeah, on that, that
1: game because Caroline is five and twelve last year. Yeah, they
0: got Arizona favored by one and a half, and obviously Arizona's getting one and a half. Yeah. So kind of like, like that bet um I might I might I might actually bet that one man that one I agree with you on so I'm gonna write that one down right now so Arizona plus 1.5 I- I'm with you on that game um the other game that I wanted to get your take on um KC Tampa Bay do you have any strong feel there of uh, both teams coming off a loss Sunday like night Tampa. game I like Tampa, Tampa.
1: I think the way I see it, obviously the Mike Evans suspension last week kind of threw some rhythm out of that game. KC is not that, you know, fire down the field, you know, run and gun type of team anymore. They're all big receivers. They still got a couple fast guys in Hardman. Um, But I think, you know, against a physical team like Tampa Bay, if they want to do this, you know, 10, 12 yards in a chunk, I think it's gonna to be tough. I think KC is gonna find it hard to and you saw it this week in Indianapolis, right? They found it tough when they, they really crowded the line of scrimmage and pressed Kelsey. And I think the Tampa has the right linebackers, has the right defensive backs to really play a similar game. So um, and especially that cover two. I mean, you know, Bowles loves to play that style and then blitz. Um I think Tampa is I is, is the edge in that that game for me.
0: Yeah. I'm probably going to stay away there. Another one uh, I'm looking at that I think is scared to shatter me because I took them for Survivor in week three, but Minnesota against New Orleans. New Orleans is bad. Like I know they're at home here, but they're playing bad. Jameis Winston, bad. Offense, bad. I thought their defense would be better, but if Carolina's scoring on you, then that means bad. (laughs) Um so Minnesota minus two and a half. Our AI prediction model has it at five and a half. Minnesota.
1: Thoughts on that game. Do you like that at all or no? I think Minnesota is the better team. And what I like about that game and why I would lean Minnesota as well. Um, last week, Minnesota snuck a win out against Detroit. They were the worst They team. got
0: lucky. They shouldn't have it won was, that game. Right. It's
1: it's super lucky. lucky. But if you watch the swing and the ebbs and flows in the NFL – you know, they usually – they had a bad game in Philly Monday night, bad game Detroit last week. They they ended up splitting those. They had a good game in week one. I do expect them to really come back and play a more focused, better game. And in that sense, they are the better team against New Orleans. I think that's a, shall I say, almost a shit show down in New Orleans right now. Yeah. Um, from, a, it, from a
0: math perspective, you prefer to take the minus 2.5 and, and minus 115 or just take the money line and minus
1: 138? 138. So yeah. – New Orleans plays funny games. It's not like, you know, we can get on the typical numbers there. You've seen it, you know, week in and week out in New Orleans. They had a funny game in Atlanta. Um, so I, they they play games off the spread and off the typical numbers a lot. So I I prefer the money line a little bit more. I don't mind the juice on that.
0: Yeah, I'd probably lean that just play it safe. Minus
1: 138. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry, Scott. Scott checking in telling us he is an unfortunate Panthers fan. Hey, listen. I, the Panthers were my better of the week last week. I loved them, loved them. And they paid off and that was great. Just, just don't feel the love this week. I'm sorry.
0: Any thoughts on Seattle,
1: Detroit? It's a game that we, we talked about as a sneaky
0: stack perspective. Any thoughts in regards to this game? Um, maybe go on the Seattle side of things. Point Points, spread and a half like, points.
1: Yeah. Point spread. I like Seattle. Geno has been a pretty good cover uh, quarterback. I mean, barring last week, but and the week before, I guess. But, you know, coming in that, he he has been a pretty good um, quarterback that keeps games close. It, there's just no way I can faithfully say that I'd put my money on Dan Campbell as a favorite by more than two or three. It, it, the guy finds ways to screw up games. I know he plays with the intensity. I know he wants to bite your kneecap. But you know what? I ain't giving my money on that. So I like Detroit to win, but I just don't know if they can cover that big of a number. Don't forget, this team won three games last year.
0: Oh my God! The Mets walk oh, off. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, and
1: and Yvonne's right. The Vikes New Orleans game, you know, is in London. So the the scary part about that, and, and and good point there is, you know, those teams aren't your regular London teams. You know, you get Jacksonville that goes over there every year. Teams that come over there are probably aren't used to the travel. Here's a big script that I like in that game, and and maybe why, I'm, you know, I lean Vikes money line, but not as much. Rookie coach. Um rookie coach for both teams, but at least Dennis Allen has done it more. Rookie Mm. coach for Minnesota. Oh, they've looked terrible this year. I mean, talk about Hackett. Like these guys that have to this Minnesota coach when he had to travel to Monday night football in Philadelphia looked overmatched. Um, you know, that's a that's a big leap to, to take your team and be ready to do all these practices and and I'm liking liking Minnesota. The money line's safer. Jameis
0: is really struggling. His offense really struggling. I think Minnesota, you know, they're carrying some momentum, you know, from those wins, too, even though they look like trash. Jefferson's not the same player as he was week one. I think he goes out there in London and shows up here. So I like the Minnesota call. Uh, Before we head out of here, give me your three NFC East plays. You got your Eagles, who are dominant. You got the, the Bears versus the Giants, which is interesting. And then you got Washington versus Dallas. Any leans
1: in those three games at all? Philly, Giants, Commanders. I, I just think it's a tough game for Dallas. You know, they now they're getting all the love, right? When they didn't get the love, they were a great play against Cincinnati. They were a great play against New York. Now we're back on the the rush bandwagon. I think be careful of that game. That should be five or six, in my opinion. It's three. And um they won't move it off three. So that's a little risky. I do think the Eagles are a decent play against the Jags. I just think the Jags coming off two big emotional wins. Um, they'll be happy to be 2-2 two two after this. They will. There you go, man. Do you think they cover? They win this game easy again? Yeah, I think the Eagles cover. I think they win by 10. I think it's a, you know, it's one of those back and forth. You'll have to sweat it out to the end. But I think they get, I think they get with a little bit of margin.
0: Last, last question of the night here. I know you got to go. I, I'm going to go celebrate this Mets win. Nice. Um, Braves lost, Mets win. So feeling pretty good right now. I haven't felt this way in a couple of days about the Mets. But um, survivor picks. Give me your top three survivor picks. If you had any team left on the board, which of the teams that you think are the safest going in? Or, you know, a team that you think has a nice edge because, you know, hopefully one of these big dogs get upset and you can kind of sneak by with an under team.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, if you got Green Bay left, then you would have only played them probably in Week Two, uh, versus Chicago. I, you know, safest play, and, and I don't. I'm not a guy that maps these things out. You know, I map it out later. I just got to pick a winner now, and I'll figure it out later. So you want to
0: feel good. You want to you yeah. want to continue continue winning until you got to make those tough decisions, Lee. I'm kind of with you on that. Mathematically, we might be wrong, but I, you know, I like to keep on winning as long as I can. So. Outside of the Packers, who's number two easiest Philly. to win?
1: Philly. And, and number three? Uh, you know, I think if you're going to go down that deep, and I tend to like to stay at the home games, um, I don't know what's going on with this Chargers team. And that's why I'm not willing to put their my survivor pick on the line with them right now. So I'll go Detroit. Okay.
0: Detroit, don't like not a bad number. option. Yeah, look, it's not a bad option. I think Detroit is actually a really good team. They might be without DeAndre Swift. I don't know how much that changes things because Jamal Williams has looked just as good. Yeah. Sucks for whoever drafted DeAndre Swift in their season-long leagues, or Jonathan Taylor, or Christian McCaffrey, or every other running back not named Saquon Barkley. (laughs) uh, Kind of screwed right now. Um, But, yeah, I like that call as well. I think you pretty much nailed it. There's a couple other teams you can take a shot at, but I think Green Bay, clear-cut number one. If any other injuries shake out, there are other ways to go. Eagles should be pretty safe here, but I think this is the week just to use Green Bay and you know, hope and Matt survive. Jones doesn't play, survive, move on to the next week. Um, good luck to you, Phillies, man. Hopefully they figure shit out. Um, I didn't believe you when you said the Phillies going to make the playoffs like a month and a half ago. I'm like, nah, I don't think they got it. And then like, oh, they got this because I think the Brewers suck. And now you guys are really choking, man. What, what's what's wrong out there in Philly? Everybody shifted over to the Eagles. No love anymore. Yeah,
1: well, it's um, this team hasn't made the playoffs since 2011, and they're showing it. They're showing the pressure is getting to them. It's mounting. Um, you know, three runs in the Chicago series so far. They're now 0-5 against the Cubs this year. Um, they're just really feeling the pressure. So it's going to be tight. They got Washington over the weekend, a little worried about that, just like your Mets might be a little worried about Atlanta from a weather perspective. Um, I wonder what that's going to affect or have impacts on the series. But if they can get to Washington, they're 13-2 against them this year, and they can play there. Um, maybe we'll get a little bit of, uh, you know, breathing room again.
0: Well, well, good luck to you, man. Good luck Thanks, man. in the Thursday night showdown. Um, and just remember, you're going to owe
1: me Monday – when you wake up Friday morning, whatever you, maybe, um, maybe I'll, I'll pay your way into a million maker or something. We'll figure something out.
0: All right, we'll do that. All right. That's what we're going to yeah. do. Loser has to pay a million maker entry that we end up splitting the winnings on deal. I like it. All right. Yep. That, that works for you. So I like it. you're going to have to enter a million maker on our behalf or vice versa. If the dolphins win, I'll enter the million maker. We'll make a lineup together and let's we'll go. talk about it maybe Saturday night on Series XM and then uh hopefully this turns into five hundred thousand dollars each for us, you know, minus some taxes that we'll have to pay, but we'll figure out the tax thing uh, later on. So either way, somebody's winning five hundred thousand dollars. So, like, this is a really good look. Uh, make sure you check us out at windailysports.com. Use promo code WINBIG for our free week to check out everything we have to, have to offer. Hop in our expert chat. We're, we're talking games, every single sport, MLB, NFL, NBA is right around the corner, NHL right around the corner, PGA just did a show earlier today, which crushed it, so make sure you check that out. Tons of guys talking right now about the PGA lineups, you know, they're going to be breaking down in a couple hours Thursday morning, so make sure you check those guys out as well. Dave, good luck to your Phillies, man, and let's have a strong weekend in real life with our teams, yes. uh, Mets and Phillies and your Eagles. And then with our fantasy lineups, let's let's go out there and win some money. We'll have a pregame show Sunday morning. Tony's going to be chopping up this game tomorrow with his favorite plays, and he likes to dig deep with these props. So I'm sure he'll have some stuff as well. So stay tuned for more, man. We have a lot more stuff coming out this weekend. Dave, you'll be doing our college football show on Friday. And rewind the sh- show we did the other day, PJ, Draft- I mean the NFL Draftcast, on our YouTube page. Like and subscribe, and, and check that out as well. We are out of here on a Wednesday night, though. <laughs>